Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name Hello. is Mark, and as always, I am joined by Miles, that voice you heard uh, too early. Are uh, we starting? Yes, Miles, we're starting, and you knew that. Oh, okay. You are intentionally trying to sabotage our work, as I don't understand you always do. And also, of course, we're joined by Jackie. Be nice to Miles. Well, he has bad timing. <laughs> this oh, is Jackie. No. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Uh, and we are a pad- podcast. We are a podcast. We are a uh, South Chicago <laughs> podcast uh, conceived to talk only about the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime from 2012, but we covered all of it, and we also covered the 90s OVAs and the 2000s OVAs, and the modern Rohan OVAs, and the live-action JoJo movie, and the live-action TV drama that came out a few months ago. Uh, the only things we haven't covered are the lost phantom blood movie the play that apparently someone did a rohan play uh and the comic because uh we just were so busy these days we are watching other anime recommended by our bizarre listeners uh so this week thanks to a patreon supporters well support we're going to be talking about wonder egg priority which is currently uh, broadcasting in Japan and coming out here on Funimation. By here, I mean the United States. But before we talk about wonder, eggs, and make it our priority, we're going to take a stop inside of our supporter shell. By that, I mean our correspondence corner, our email inbox. We're going to read emails. These are emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Yapping yoke. Okay. I don't know. Um, All of our supporters, albumen. Mm. That's very cumbersome. (laughs) Um, Jackie, do you want to read the first one? Sure. We've only got two today? Only got two today. All right. This first email is from Talia... Subject line is vampire or ashtray. So Dio is a vampire. Is his stand also a vampire? According to Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins, he suggests the world is a vampire. However, M. Manson would provide a counterargument with the world is an ashtray. So pod people, is the world a vampire or an ashtray? It's a vampire. Uh, <laughs> that's what I say. All right, fine. Uh, on a non-weird ass note, Sirius the J- Jaeger is cool. I love the fact that there are so many factions with this many factions. I feel like shit's going to hit the fan real bad towards the end. And I am here for it. Also, with a lot of musicians showing themselves to be dumbasses slash pieces of shit, Smashing Pumpkins and Manson are just two examples. If a stand were named after an asshole musician, would that impact how you feel about the stand or not? Postscript, every time I close my eyes, I open them up again because they're eyes and they work like doors. When they close, you can just open them up again, but goddamn, I wish I'd never opened my eyes. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Talia, for that puzzling email. 
I think the world is a vampire. As always. Because I've never heard of this ashtray thing. Uh, it's from uh, the Something God, a Marilyn Manson song. Mm-hmm. The your, your world is an ashtray. We burn and coil like cigarettes. Something, something, cry. Our ashes turn to mud, I think. Mm-hmm. The reflecting God. It's good. Um, and I don't think musicians being assholes uh, should affect how we feel about the stands because... The way Araki uses the musical reference often has nothing to do yeah, with just the like actual cool name. people. It's just a cool name. Yeah. And even then, I'll still listen to Marilyn Manson and the Shma- Smashing Pumpkins. And hey, you know what? Your feelings about Billy Corgan, I don't think you need to apply those to the rest of the Smashing Pumpkins. Who knows how... Yeah, that's true. I, I sweat as I try to remember the name of any <laughs> other member of the Smashing Pumpkins feels... There's an Asian guy in the Smashing Pumpkins, right? That's true. Why Why does that matter, Miles? Why do you bring that up? Just, it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I wish our listeners could see our Skype call uh, for reasons. Yeah, James Eha. I think mm. he's half Japanese. It's not an American name. <laughs> well, Wikipedia starts with James Yoshinobu Iha is an American rock musician, Miles. So how do you feel about that? As American as apple pie. Yeah. Interesting. Apple pie You know what I mean? Paella? Mm-hmm. Well, his last name's Iha. No, not, oh, okay. not American paella. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> He's from Chicago. Um. Okay. Da Bears. Da Bears. Like this podcast. It's from Chicago. Da Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> da there's Pumpkins. No, there's no like R. Kelly stand. I feel like uh, there would be. I guess not. All right. What jokes am I allowed to make? You can make whatever jokes you want. I was going to say, like, uh, it's called Age is Just a Number, but it's Alessi's Stand. Oh, okay, That's, nice. Yeah, it's just the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, this email is from Chad, and it is it is titled, Wonder Egg Traumas the Secret of Your Power? Aloha, JJB Pod Crew. I hope everyone had a great week and was in a good headspace before watching Wonder Egg Priority this week. I think it's a gorgeous looking show dealing with some rough but important subject matter, and I'm curious to see how things pan out. It reminded me of the Persona games, especially Persona 5, which has an anime adaptation. Uh, by the way, I think I think uh, the same studio did that Persona 5 animation, so... Oh, uh-huh. as, as this one? I think so. Hmm. I could only find one JoJo's voice connection among the characters introduced within the first three episodes... Uraaka, the cooler mannequin cruising outside of the Wonder Egg Gashapon machines, has the same voice actor as the confessor from the Rohan OVA at a confessional. He's also the voice of Hisoka, one of the main antagonists from Hunter Hunter, which you all have watched for the podcast and many listeners are fans of. <laughs> uh, Mark and any other fighting game fans might like to know that he's been the Japanese voice of Street Fighter's Ryu mm. since Street Fighter 4 and on. Interesting. Anyway, I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. What's the last cool thing you can recall getting from a Gashapon or Gashapon type machine? What is that? Okay, do you guys, you don't know what? Uh, um, it's, That's those like little, uh, it's like a... Prize capsule. Y- oh, okay. Like you get a mystery uh, little not, toy. In it's a, in it's a, not like a claw, right? It's just like you put in a quarter and you get just a yep. random little toy. Yep, and like then you open it up they have at the supermarket. See. Yeah, but I think in America, usually we get to see what some of them are well i guess it's like that maybe it's like that in japan too i don't know mm. if they're all opaque but yeah you don't know which one you're gonna get yeah 
and then you get a capsule and you open it up and you're like, oh man, I hate Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. I wanted Velma. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of video games now that are uh, like, literally they call themselves gotcha, gotcha or gotcha kind of games. And it's like, it's an RPG, but to get new characters, you have to spend some kind of currency and you get a random thing. That's Mahjong Soul. And it's never the random thing that you want. And so mm. you have to spend a bunch of money and then your parents uh, take away your phone. Yeah. I think that's how it ends for most people. Um, as far as like real gasha, I don't know. What did I get in Hawaii, Jackie, that time we were at that place? I do not remember. Hmm, I don't remember either, but I remember doing it. I guess it wasn't that good. Miles, you ever get a mystery toy? I don't think so. I I got a Super Bowl for a quarter at a movie theater in Westwood once. That's fucking sick. Super Bowl? What's that? A bouncy ball. Oh, okay. It's like a regular ball, but it bounces a lot. So it's like a super Ooh. version. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Miles, do you play, have you ever played any gotcha kind of games, any video games with randomized prize mechanics like that? Like when I don't you get a new, think uh, so. When you get a new player on Football Manager Simulator, do you ever just uh, open a capsule and like a, a center comes out of it and you're like, oh, hell yeah, he's young? No. I think maybe these mechanics are now embedded in like a lot of sports games though. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what they do for sports. I I mean like you can always do cosmetic stuff, you know? Like I want my But then again, I don't know. They often sell themselves by being like you can put the real Ronaldo on your team or whatever. You wouldn't want to be like, "Let me give him a Mike Tyson face tattoo that I have to win." I guess you um, could. I'm not super familiar with this, but I know FIFA has this ultimate team where you can collect players like cards in multiplayer and like you get, you can randomly get better players for your team. Mm. And I am much less so, but I still play the Jojo um, Pita Pata Pop game, which has gotcha mechanics and I have like a million characters. I don't know. I have a few limited edition ones. If you want to know what they are, you can message us on Twitter. We are <laughs> at JJBpod. Let's don't message us. Just mention us. That's what I mean. Me- yeah. I'm new to the internet. Okay. Is this like All my AOL? All conversations have to be in public. Really? Yeah. Is that like a court mandate? Well, not all, but like, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of our conversations should happen in public. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like better than, like instead of DMing one individual person, we could be talking to everybody on Twitter. You know, yeah. Let's talk like, about have our a limited, public mention conversation. Let's have our let's 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 put it out in the open. All of our limited JoJo PPP super yeah. deformed character uh, <laughs> acquisitions. I've got I've got the one where it's Polnareff with a little bag. I got that. So don't hey, you good worry. for you, man. Thank you. Again, those were emails sent to us, and by us, I mean JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com we will now wait 10 seconds to see if anyone else sends us an email one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ah <laughs> nothing what was is that the buzzer yes just you yelling um and i i mentioned earlier that we do have a patreon and Patreon, if you didn't know, it's a website where you can go and throw money at people who take pictures of themselves. Uh, but for us, it's uh, how we support the podcast, and uh, you can help us do that. 
I didn't phrase that right, but you know how it is. You just give us a little bit of money a month. Uh, support starts at just a dollar, which gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes my extra show notes, Miles' newsletter on the cultural references that we make on the show, and the occasional extra bit of content uh, like unused audio or video from our recording sessions. That is pretty rare, but it's there. And um, for $3 a month, we will thank you out loud like so. So thank you, Jumbo, Katie, Hunter, Bloof, Mickey, Nocturnal, Mr. Jackpots, oh, Kaden, Nick, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, Michael, ooh, Chad. (laughs) You all make our hearts feel very full, uh, and rigid. Wait, no. Not in a bad way. That's not good. Don't be gross. You're all very nice for supporting a show that you like. For, yeah. For inexplicable reasons. Is uh, that everyone? That's everyone, yeah. I wish there were more of them. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we'll get some more. You can sign up on our Patreon and be one of these people. Yeah, and if you want to be extra special... You can give us $15, and you only have to do it once, to sponsor an episode's, uh, to sponsor an episode and tell us what anime to watch, which is why we're watching Wonder Egg Priority uh, this week, a show that, if we only knew the title of, we probably wouldn't have watched. We would have thought it was some kind of gashapon uh, anime about eggs that you get out of a machine. I mean, it kind of is, Yeah. we would have thought it was just about people, like, trying to get their best toys. I had no idea what this was going to be about. And thankfully, someone, you know, sponsored the show. We watched it. And you'll find out our thoughts. But we're glad they did that. Yeah. Not a professional writer. Wonder Egg Priority is a winter 2021 anime that is actually currently ongoing. At the time of this recording, I think nine episodes are out or so. It started uh, on January 12th. Uh, it's licensed for North America by Funimation, so if you have the Funimation app, you can watch it there, right along with us. When we watched the first four episodes, or Jackie and I did Miles Saw episodes one through three, uh, the reason why is because uh, the original requester, I think, was fine with the first three episodes, but another Patreon supporter mm. messaged us and was like, I strongly recommend you watch the fourth episode if you can, because it introduces an important character. And we were like, maybe we'll think about it. And then we had time. We were yeah. eating. Well, we were about we were waiting for food. Yeah, it showed up late. God damn it! I couldn't do it. Sorry, Miles. It's all good. We're just gonna spoil it for you. <laughs> it's just the two of us. The in time our house. changes screwed up my baby's sleeping patterns. Aww. He doesn't know it's an hour later or whatever. Yeah. We should just set our clocks by your baby. Oh, I don't know about that. I agree. <laughs> um, in this uh, winter twenty twenty one anime season. Uh, this is actually a pretty popular show. There's a, only a few shows ahead of it in terms of, well... We can still see your screen. Oh, well, as you can see, <laughs> ahead of Wonder Egg Priority, uh, the other popular shows are uh, Attack on Titan, uh, Promise Neverland second season, Dr. Stone, colon, Stone Wars. What's the metric for popularity? Uh, this is just people's ratings on myanimelist.net. Oh. Um, and it does seem like it's scaled for quantities of ratings, you know, rather than... Uh, you know, it's not like if there's three people 
who watched it and they all give five stars it's like wow number one anime um but i I have to think these are reflective of like a greater uh anime viewership because attack on titan is hugely popular and so is promise neverland but yeah people be enjoying wonder egg priority as well sad boys and of course uh also very popular this season is uh the wonderful adventures of mark devries and his wonderland pet orchestra uh, which is currently streaming in our garage uh, on a laptop that I will lend you. You have a pet orchestra? I do have a pet orchestra. Why have you been keeping it from me? Well, they're very, uh, they're very shy. They're a shy bunch of animals. But they're just all on YouTube, on video. Well, there may or may not be a stuffed animal arrangement okay. in the garage that I film and consider anime. Okay. Moving on. That didn't... I don't know if that landed the way I wanted it to, but the the important... I liked it. I also uh, don't care what the two of you think, so I, I imagine there's people just like bent over at home, grabbing their sides, laughing so hard. Uh, so this show was created by uh, Shinji Nojima, who uh, actually has a long history of doing uh, TV dramas. This is pretty much his first foray into anime. Um, he's done some comics as well, but this is his first like anime that he's helming. So that's kind of cool to see someone coming from this uh, that kind of background. Is um, this based on a manga? No, this is an original anime. This is uh, just out of his brain. It's not based on a comic or a light novel or a real-life documentary. Uh, his big drama apparently was 1993's High School Teacher. Uh, and I saw the thumbnail. It's got like a shirtless man hugging a woman from behind. Uh, so it seems steamy. Mm-hmm. Or it's about a man who uh, is really impoverished and can't afford clothing but i need to look into it further miles stop sending emojis miles just sent the crying sad emoji (laughs) i'm worried that's what you're paying attention to you're just clicking these little faces um the show was produced by cloverworks uh who did other shows we've talked about uh like the promised neverland and rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai uh and i agree it does look very good 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 looking looking show Even with a little bit of 3D stuff in there. Uh, you don't like the 3D stuff? I, I ordinarily don't, but it mm. looks... I thought the show looked good. The show looks good, and it's it's not like the 3D takes away from it. Yeah. Um, even though the 3D in Promise Neverland Season 2 does not look amazing. But, yeah. Uh, and we mentioned on Twitter when we announced this that... Uh, yeah, if you're sensitive to some content about like uh, suicide or uh, self-harm and stuff, uh, just think about that before you watch the show because mm-hmm. there, there's some of that in there. And it's not like horribly exploitative or anything, but it's, it's in there. And it's sad. It is sad. It's hard to be a kid. Just ask kids. High school sucks. It does. That's what this show should be called. It, yeah, it's it's under a veil of like metaphor and perhaps make believe, but it seems Surreal. like this show does not have a high opinion of high school, mm-hmm. which uh, which tracks mm-hmm. with people's experience of high school. It's just all like, look at all this trauma that you know. So it seems. Yeah. So the show is it's sort of a fantastical uh, drama. I would say I would I would put it in the drama category. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a young girl. I think it's a little bit of a, maybe like a psychological horror a little bit. There's there. definitely some of that in there. Yeah. Um, and action. 
Yeah. There's fighting. That's true. I still, yeah, I don't think I would call it horror, but uh, yeah, psychological there is action. thriller, action, uh, drama. Hmm. I don't know. Thriller, I feel like, then like suspense is like the thrust of it, you know, and this doesn't feel like a ton of suspense. Feels like a lot of emotions and people supporting each other. But there is combat and cool designs and creepy designs. A dark drama. I think we should continue debating what the show is categorized at for the next 80 minutes. Miles, what do you think the show is? Um, I would just say a drama. Okay, I was hoping you'd say comedy or something. <laughs> just, it's just a teen drama. Okay. Um, so yeah, the it show- It wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny? Oh, okay. I was laughing the whole time. Uh, the show is about a, uh, I guess, high school teenage girl- who has heterochromia. She has two differently colored eyes. Mm-hmm. And it it's weirdly, it's like edited in sort of a strange, uh, you know, I don't want to say confusing because I, I totally got what was going on in this show. Mark, stop being so confused. Damn it, I knew you were going to bring it up. Uh, but it kind of jumps between like a fantasy world and like a real life world a little bit. Yeah. It seems like this girl is dreaming that she finds a like, gotcha style machine where you get little random prizes and she gets an egg out of it um and uh she hears a voice coming from a flying beetle or something some kind of voice that says that the first one is free and that she should break it open yes but she doesn't quite know if she wants to break the egg and it has some numbers and shit printed on it Mm -hmm. it looks like someone just mashed the top row of their keyboard because it's got like six parentheses four six oh really yeah I don't know if it's supposed to mean anything. She eventually uh, seems to be dreaming. She's in in school and she smashes the egg after the toilet paper tells her to. Seems to be the same voice that's guiding her. And the egg expands and what comes out of it is a girl that she's never met. Some kind of redhead Mm -hmm. uh, who is then immediately chased by a bunch of Little creepy bastards. Um, and they're, they're called see no evils. See they're no evil. Yeah, scary. They look like children wearing masks, and they have knives. Yeah, they have knives, and yeah, they're the three D ones, but they've got like big smiley red faces. And when we first see them, they seem to be they're consistent with several of the the characters that end up in this sort of dreamland where they're being harassed. They seem to show up with pretty much everybody. But in this first girl's case, uh, whose name is, is she Kurumi, the first girl? The first girl. Whatever. Yes, uh, I think so. Um, The girls, the little devils seem to be led by a girl with like creepy lipstick mouth. And a blurred face. And like, like a like pixel blurred face. Like it's censored. Um. And what, when they're kind of cutting around before we go into this dreamland world with the egg breaking open, we see the main girl kind of dreams of her high school and she sees like a locker and two girls with blurry faces writing like graffiti in, I guess, lipstick. Mm-hmm. And they just are writing like die, die, die all over it. And then you hear like kind of a woman's voice in the background. It's saying something about like, and yeah, we all know what to do with bullies. Ignore them. They should be ignored. No, that's not what she says. Oh, that's not? Not quite. It's okay. similar, but she says like, what do you do if you see someone being bullied? Ah, uh, okay. And it was like, pretend you didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's more like, it's not even trying to be helpful. It's just being like, don't help anybody. Don't call for help. Just move on. 
Right, right, right. So we can assume that either she or maybe her friend, we find out later, was being harassed and she feels like no one did anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she feels guilty about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it because we don't quite know the whole backstory here. I have theories. Ah. Um, but yeah, yeah, because there's definitely like a backstory that is slowly being revealed. But the main thrust of it is all this fantasy stuff about eggs and girls coming out of eggs being chased by monsters. Um, and so in this first encounter, it's mostly the girl that came out of the egg who's being attacked. Uh, she's sort of leading the two of them. She's leading herself and our main character, by the way, whose name is I. Mm-hmm. Or what was her name? Oto is her last name. Yeah, I, think I, so. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I think, well, I think her given name is, is I. Thanks for sending the frowny face, Miles. You're welcome. <laughs> that was much needed. Um, so the two of them are running away from all these monsters, but at some point, um, I is told that she can't be hurt in this world. She's technically invincible, so she doesn't really need to fear much. Um, and at one point, I, I don't really remember what their conversation is like. It's not very substantive, is it? The two mm. girls? Mm. Not really. Um, but they keep like running away from these things. Yeah. At one point, uh, the girl who's being harassed like takes, because it is a dream. There's like dream logic. There's nobody in the school. Um, she like takes her through a locker that's like a hidden closet into the other side. And while they're resting and talking, the monsters find them again. Oh, they're talking about like, um, uh, oh, you broke the egg. Nothing is free. Um, uh, and that they don't have any friends. Neither of them really have friends. Right. And right. they're also talking about... Um, Although I says, like, I had a friend. I had a best friend. Mm. And you're like, ooh, past tense. It's also like, um, she's immortal. Um, I is immortal in that world. And uh, the other girl is not. Then, like, the monsters show up again. And uh, the girl who I can't... I think it's Kurumi. Because uh, they introduce a bunch of girls over the first three episodes. Um, mm-hmm. whatever the first girl's name is, she gets up to leave and I does not follow her. She stays there and all the monsters run past her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she later makes her way to the roof. And this is when we see a little bit of reality seep in because when she gets to the roof, we see there's like fences up around the roof, which is a common thing in Japanese anime schools where there's stuff to do on the roof. I don't know if you guys, did you guys ever have roofs that you could do stuff on in school? Like in our no. school, I think in America, roofs are just where they keep like the air conditioning units and you're not allowed up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Japanese animes, they always figure out like we should put the garden up. There's there. always a garden on the roof. <laughs> yeah. And they have fences so the kids don't jump off because mm. high school is hard. Mm. Um, and so in her. Or fall. Right. That's, yeah, I guess that's true. I forgot about that. Um, everything I do is on purpose. I never make mistakes or, or do accidents. Oh. Um. Anyway, uh, she goes up there and she sees this fence around the roof because it seems to be her school. Mm-hmm. And she sees a statue of a girl. And it's kind of a cool, weird statue. It's like bronze, you know, seems to have a shawl kind of masking the girl's face. Uh, and we don't know who it is at first. Mm-hmm. And then it seems there seems to be some kind of flashback where we see our main character in her school clothes because normally she's in a yellow sweatshirt with a sunflower growing out of the pouch i think it's a rain jacket or something all right well whatever it is <laughs> some sort of yellow outer outer garment yeah 
I like bright outerwear. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You would never get hit by a car mm-hmm. in that. In the beginning of the show, a car pulls up to her with the headlights on and it doesn't hit her. Probably because she's wearing bright yellow. Yay. Uh, if you're a pedestrian, it's important to stay visible. Yeah. Get out and be heard and say, don't hit me, please. Mm-hmm. I'm important, too. Uh, so we kind of then see a reality where she's back in her clothes. Uh, the main character, I mean, I. And we see a bunch of kids on the roof looking concerned. And there's no safety fence up or anything. Mm. And she looks over the edge and you just see a girl's body face down. Uh, and blood has like come out of her head. Yeah. And it looks like she has fallen or it's jumped. disturbing. Yeah. It's no good. Um, and then we're back in the dream and I think she seems to address the statue. She's actually outside sitting on it. Um, seems like she has some kind of connection to that girl or to that statue. And then she sees those monsters again on the other school roof building. Then they're chasing this girl that she just met out of the egg. And she's kind of like, well, I'm not going to, I don't know exactly what she says, but mm-hmm. she seems like she's like, well, I'm not going to let this girl get hurt. That's after, that's after, because there's another flashback, because this is kind of going in, in and out between flashbacks of her and Kaito, who's her friend. So the girl who could. Ko- Koito, I think. Koito. The girl who, who seems like she committed suicide um, was a new student who um, starts to befriend um, I she notices that she has heterochromia. She shows up at her house and... She's very aggressively wanting to be friends. Yeah, she shows up, which is like... I guess it does happen where someone is really like, let's be friends, but it's pretty rare, I think. Um, mm. But anyway, she shows up at her house one day to give her something like... I don't know what it was, if it was something it that was she dropped or when, if it was notes from school. It was stuff she dropped because when she first went up to her and was like, let's be friends. Like, mm-hmm. well, your eyes aren't ugly. You're not ugly. What are you talking yeah. about? She like ran away and left her stuff. So she brought it back. Yeah. And they, I don't know, seem like they kind of flirt with each other a little bit. In it's the, hard to in tell. The, in, the, in her room. And she's like, let's be friends. And um, I's response is like, I don't want to, but... If we did, it would make me happy. Something like that. I'm like, okay. She's like, okay, but... And the girl's like, wouldn't it make you happy or something? And she's yeah. like, it would make me happy. It yeah. would be great. And then, yeah. Like, okay. And she has like a bed. And she said, I don't want to, but I, if we could, I'd be happy. Okay. Which I don't understand why... It's, it's weird. She doesn't want to. It's like she's changing her mind in the middle of the sentence. I think she's guard... I think she's, something about her is guarded and she doesn't want people to get too close to her. Yeah. Well, she indicates at some point that she's bullied because of her heterochromia her different yeah. colored eyes yeah and she and has she, a she thinks she's ugly as well mm. yeah. she has a bed canopy she has some kind yeah. of like zipper contraption that goes on top of her top bunk bed and it looks really cool it's like you get inside a little tent mm-hmm. um but we also get the vibes that she's a shut-in um early into this she show. says that she's a shut-in she does eventually i think it's lighter than than this uh part um like i know specifically when Rika, the pop girl, goes over her house and she's like, oh, are you a hikikomori? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. Mark, what does that mean? A hikikomori is like a Japanese phenomenon where it's uh, usually a young person just sort of uh, doesn't leave their house. They just kind of give up on uh, school and life and stuff. I think they're often neats. Neats, which is- not employed in education or training. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, they just so sort basically of you're not doing anything with your life. Yeah, they just seem to kind of disconnect from the rest of the world because there's just too much pressure or they're uh, depressed or something. And society doesn't want you to be a neat. Society wants you to be a productive person. Yeah, and it seems like... Unless you're retired. Unless you're retired because then you've already put the work in. Yeah, then you should stop. You're not useful anymore. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, no work should be your priority. You should be relaxing. With your wonder egg. Relaxing egg priority. Um, you hear that, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and it seems like this is like a known fact of life uh, over there, because at least depicted in the anime, um, her mom seems to just kind of be aware of this situation, and I think it seems like they have a teacher or a counselor coming over to talk to her, uh, I guess to like coax her to coming back into school. I thought the mom was dating the counselor. I was wondering Something's that. Something's going on there. Yeah. I was wondering that too, but he did seem like he was like, oh, I'll come back another time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, because I think probably for some of those, in that situation, it wouldn't shock me if the counselor also goes there to talk to the parents, you know, and mm-hmm. make them feel okay that their kid is just like melting down. Ah, uh, true. But don't we find out that he's a little bit of a creepo? We get the hint that that might be the case. Yeah. But we'll get there. Or, uh, yeah, anyway... So we have this little flashback where we we get the vibe that the main character had a friend who was very nice to her even when yeah. she was withdrawn and uh, she may have killed herself. Mm-hmm. Or for all we know, until the very end of the episode, she may have fallen or been pushed or something. Yeah. But based on the vibe of the show and at the end she says, oh, did your did so-and-so kill themselves too? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it seems like her one friend killed herself and she's been disturbed so we see in back in the fantasy world or whatever this this new girl whose name i can barely remember because she isn't that important in the grand scheme of things i liked her a lot well whatever uh she's getting chased by these demons and she said remember me mark and you didn't remember her i'm not the main character Uh oh i have lots of anime to think about it's kurumi right i mean maybe you don't even know yes it's kurumi i have All it right, written fine. down it's kuruma the car no um kurumi so uh, she's being chased and our heroine is sort of like, I'm not going to let anything happen to her or something. And she runs and jumps, which is a little spooky that she jumps off the roof. Mm, um, but she jumps real far. She jumps real far. At one point, she jumps so far, it seems like, you know, there's like a supernatural element to her jump. I thought she was going to overshoot the other building. Mm. And I was like, this is a weird fucking show. Uh, but no, she lands and or she's about to land and she's holding like one of those pens that has multiple colors yes like the different sides of it have red blue green i always wanted them but i only got them by either borrowing quote unquote and never giving it back <laughs> to someone in class wow. or uh there was i remember there's like i vividly remember this there was this one girl who sat next to me who i would like ask her can i borrow your pen and so she she was like well, you have to give it back to me and like oh i lost it and so but and that happened like twice and then after that she's like i'm never lending you a pen again and it was wow. a very serious thing for her and i was like oh come on <laughs> you're a thief no i did lose it twice mm. uh-huh <laughs> anyway <laughs> check jackie's closet pens are gonna pull it's out. just it's just full of full of those like pens that you can change the the color but i used to draw with i like drawing with them because i was doodling all the time and yeah. so i could use them to like doodle different things with different colors in color and uh so as i is like coming down on the tormentor basically it's not just the monsters that are chasing kudumi it's like including this like laughing bully girl mm-hmm. with the blurred face 
uh, she's holding the pen above her head and like it starts to emanate a lot of light and then it turns out to be this huge like five foot long jumbo version of the pen yeah and it's like a big weapon it almost looks like a like a multi-sided keyblade or something if you if you've played kingdom hearts mm. and she says something like now i'm really getting mad or now you made me mad uh, or maybe she says now i'm gonna treat you bad uh anyway and she slams the big pen on the bully like so hard that the bully is just like erased like it, it doesn't hit her like bonk ow it's like no she like craters the roof that she's swinging on and then the bully is just gone uh and so she saves the main girl kudumi yay and kudumi is thankful and yes she says something to the effect of remember me yeah and then she turns into dust yeah she just uh and then is it is it remember that song remember me from the movie coco no i didn't see it it's good is it about how chocolate is made no it's about death oh oh one thing that she says um Kind of in the like right before she kills the bully. I think this is like what she's thinking as she's fighting, but she says something like, um, she says, whoosh, whoosh, dodge, dodge, hell yeah, smack, smack. Crosswalks are scary even when you move with the crowd. I'm done pretending not to see. I don't know what that meant. So, my interpretation of this is, um, because there's also, there's also hints, I think, at this point that, um, Koito, her friend, um, was being bullied um by yeah. the girls in school um i don't know if at this point we know like they say that um um the other girls are jealous of her because the teacher seems to favor her so yeah so my interpretation of that crosswalks are scary even when you m- move with the crowd basically it's like not stepping out of the way you're you're kind of you're moving in step with what everyone else is doing even if it's not right or scary or whatever and i'm done pretending not to see i'm done pretending that like um you know i don't see that there's something wrong and not doing anything about it which 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 like i think we've all experienced that right where like you feel like something might be something might be wrong Mm -hmm. something might you know maybe oh this person might be abusing this other person or they're like there's something weird in their relationship but oh it's none of my business oh i shouldn't get involved oh you know that's you Someone know. else is going to take care of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's yeah. like the Good Samaritan syndrome or bystander something. I forget the name of the psychological phenomenon. The bystander effect. Mm. Yeah, that might be it. And um, that's pretty much what we what they hinted at in the beginning in her dream when she hears the school uh, PA system being like, "If you see bullying, just ignore it." Yeah. And so I guess that's sort of her attitude that she's pretend now, you don't see it. Yeah. That she's trying to flip and be like, you know, my friend was you know, harassed so badly that she killed herself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand by and let things harass uh, this yeah. egg girl that I just met. Because it seems like these see no evils based on their name, right, are also sort of... Um, They're like, bullying her. They hurt her, but they don't hurt I, you know? Right. So it's like, okay, if I don't get involved, I'm not going to get hurt, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and they are like malicious spirits, but I guess maybe the see no evil is sort of like the... The bystanders that do nothing, right? That they're mm. they see no evil, they don't see it. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but they seem mm. representative of dogpiling or bullying or oh, just yeah. just bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does uh, take you know in this in this fantasy world, she does uh, help out. She helps out this uh, girl who then vanishes. And then I don't remember how far we get into the frame story of her realizing well, is, there's more girls. 
yeah, this is kind of where she realized some, I don't know how she realizes it, but, um, I, they're also like, there's the kind of, um, it sounds like it's coming from like an intercom or something, but it's the same voice as, as, as that bug saying, um, you know, don't give up if you want your friends back. And she comes to the conclusion like, okay, like, or she realizes, okay, if I can protect more of these, um, egg girls, then I will get my friend back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of what she's led to believe because it's not like I don't know that that's explicitly stated. And when she asks yeah. the bug person, "How many of my friend? How many girls do I need to save to get my friend back?" He says, "I can't say." Yeah, like I don't know. And there's an and she has a conversation with another girl who's kind of doing the same thing, and and she's like, "Are you doing this? Are you sure you're doing this for your friend and not for yourself?" Um, which I can see how this could just be like a way for her to one um, lift some of the guilt from, cause she, she thinks that her friend dying was her fault and she could have done something to stop it um, or that she, she could, could have seen it coming. And so she could have done something about it. Um, so she feels guilty. Um, I think so it could, and, and also just a, a way for her to kind of train to be a stronger person, to defend other people and, you know, um, stick up for other people um so i can see this you know benefiting her definitely you know no matter what happens but like she's going to be a stronger person from it she's and hopefully she can lift that guilt that she feels um maybe she'll realize it's not her fault or um she'll know what she could have done better um in the future to help her friend but uh yeah i don't know i don't I mean, I personally don't think she's going to get her friend back at the end because yeah, I don't think so either. Death is permanent. You can't just like undo. May, I mean, maybe because I've seen that happen in shows and 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 video games and stuff like that before. Like you do something and then like it basically resets to the day that that happened, and instead of it actually happening mm. the way that you saw it, now you're back. Okay, you know what I mean? Like I've seen that. It, but it could, but it feels more like this is obviously a fantasy land and it's based on dreams that are not real and i think that some of it if it has a lesson or if it has a message it's about the idea of like you can't stand by and do nothing and so like yeah. there needs to be consequences to um these harsh realities of life that people are bullied people are uh molested mm-hmm. we, we get some of that uh hinted at mm-hmm. and explicitly yeah. stated your words can hurt people yeah i would be a little disappointed pointed i mean i want to see more of that girl she seemed really mm-hmm. nice um but it seems like know. a trap even more than a fantasy land because like those two dummy guys outside the egg machine seem at best indifferent and it, like possibly even malicious yeah. and you do get hurt when you're in there like you like the second girl we meet is hospitalized because mm-hmm. of her injuries in the fantasy land yeah and wait i missed the first part of what miles said it seems like a what it seems like it might be a trap a trap yeah okay yeah uh, like it seems like i i don't know i would i i think there's like a something darker is happening here and she'll never be able mm. to rescue her friend mm. yeah and she does actually get hospitalized as well um yeah when she wakes up or something she has like she's bleeding out of her side she 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 comes and she sits at the dinner table and her mom is just talking like not really like doesn't even take a look at her and she starts bleeding out of her nose and she's still bleeding from her like side of her stomach i think she bleeds from her eye but that turns out to not be real because i think like blood comes out of her face and i thought it was like a bloody tear i thought it was a nosebleed maybe i'm wrong 
Um, but mostly what we do see is that her, like, she has a big blood stain that's growing on the side of her and then she passes out mm. and she goes to the hospital. That might not have been real. It might have been just that she passed out and she didn't actually have physical in- injuries, you know? Uh, I don't know. Well, her mom was like, oh, it's uh, but maybe she snuck out in the middle of the night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so maybe she did have that injury. It's hard to tell. There's a little bit of a blurry line between reality and fantasy. No, don't. That's one of those songs that got old very quickly. And then Mm -hmm. the like just world of radio and being in public places was like, no, no, no. We're going to beat this horse to a fucking pulp and you're going to have to hear it all. Then Marvin Gaye is going to sue. No, then. Yeah, Marvin Gaye well his estate tried i don't know if they really helped i already had gongnam style that i think uh like an mk ultra trigger will make me just vomit if i hear it at this point um and i i still like somebody that i used to know by gotier but that's a song that they played too many times hmm. this has been tired pop song corner a sub feature a sub pod of the JJB pod. We have four corners. Goodbye. What are the four corners, Mark? The four corners. We have Correspondence Corner. We have Tired Pop Song Corner. Uh, we've got Movie Magic. Okay. And we've got... The Video Game Rabbit Hole. Uh, I was going to say New Jersey Knowledge. Oh, that's a good one too. Okay. Just the rabbit hole. I think the rabbit hole... I think they're just like several rabbit... It's not even a corner. It's just like... It's like there's corners it's and like then a, there's it's holes. It's like a pool table. Okay. It's got holes in the corners. Okay, there you, you go. Where you shoot there the you pool go. balls. Those are all the rabbit holes. Yeah. Boy, it's tricky. But you can smoke here, much like a pool hall. Really? You're you're allowed. When you listen to the podcast... None of us smoke. Your family. (laughs) It's the Olive Garden. Um, I realize that uh, I don't have the energy to go beat by beat, especially for four episodes. Um, But it does seem like this is kind of a monster of the week kind of show. It feels a little bit like Madoka in some ways, that there's like a evil creature that's like the spawn of some kind of negative energy in this case it's very personalized though like we get a girl who uh has a overly demanding gymnastics coach Mm -hmm. who seems to put her in like bad health and a bad mental state by asking her to push herself too much yeah it's like mentally abusive yeah emotionally abusive rather and she ends up morphing into a monster that has a lot of color and big droopy tits that shoot paint i think it has i think the monster had two sets of tits i think so and (laughs) i wrote down i'm not proud of this but i'm kind of proud of it i wrote down mommy markers Uh. oh boy i I don't know if that's okay to say but you said it here we are i like it uh anyway um i also wrote down that uh the like therapist or possible mom boyfriend i don't know uh is wearing a bolo tie which I've never seen. I noticed that too, Mark. <laughs> I've never seen that in an anime. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, it's weird. It's weird to wear a bolo tie unless you live in Texas, but I don't know. Who are the other great bolo tie wearers in cultural history? I can only think of Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction. Mm. Probably just does like... He wear, actually, does he wear a bolo tie? I don't I think, think so. Does. I don't think he wears any tie, but I don't know. I'm sure like Hank Williams probably wears a bolo tie. Anybody he wears country. a bolo tie when he goes out with Mia Wallace. Oh, okay. Well, you got to put on your best. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Hank Williams doesn't seem to wear a bolo tie. Shit. Uh, maybe we should start wearing the Miles just for the podcast. Honestly, like, 
when this is over, I think we all have license to wear whatever we want. All right. I'm going to continue to Until wear sweatshorts. Until we get our shame back again. Uh, yeah. The shame machine is definitely off here at home. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the second episode, I believe, is just about... Uh, yeah, it's about that gymnast girl who's pushed too much. And in this case, we see um, I, the main character, takes way more initiative. She's helping guide the girl to get away from the monsters. Mm-hmm. She has much more confidence in herself, even though the mommy monster marker malicious uh, gymnastics coach coach, uh, monster is uh, really strong and tends to like bat her away and stuff Um, and we we see that the girl the victim well you you, did you mention this at first um, they they run away but then the they hear the voice of the guy did you talk about this already they hear the voice of the the bug guy. The guy, like, I don't know. I don't know what to call him. The narrator who's, like, leading this whole thing. And he it's, says... He's one of the mannequins, right? Is it the same yeah, voice? Yeah, he's one of the mannequins. He's, okay. He's, like... I think so. Named Akka. He's, like, you can't just run away. You have to fight. Yeah. Um, which, because at first they just run away and they kind of hide. It's, like, well, you can't just run away. You have to kill. He calls it the wonder killer. You have to kill the wonder killer. Yeah. He, wonder at first killer. he says, like, kill the wonder killer. And she's, like, what What even is that? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Which is a fair point. But it seems like everybody, all these, like, each one of the eggs has a wonder killer trauma manifestation uh, monster. Do you guys remember Wonder Ball? Yes. Was that the one that had the theme song that was, like, and I wonder, 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 wonder. What's, what's in my wonder ball? ball? Who knows what surprises Whoa. a wonder ball can hide? Yummy candy chocolates with no Living. yummy yummy Nestle chocolates with candy shapes inside. Oh, I wonder, wonder what's in a wonder ball? Yeah, that's what the show's about. Yeah, oh, uh, okay, cool. things that I got in a wonder. I got a in in when we went to Spain, I believe. I got a wonder Spain. ball. I got a. I think they're called something else because they're originally a German ball thing oh, oh oh kinder egg i got a kinder egg oh are wonder balls kinder eggs i think they are oh because <laughs> I, I know think, that kinder think, eggs came out they had like plastic toys and they came out in the u.s and they were like no kids are gonna fucking choke on those and they banned them for a long time well wonder ball was basically that but then right. like you couldn't get them anymore i think because kids choked on them wait but i thought you were saying they were candy are they candy inside or is it toys oh candy shapes inside but i think they had toys they didn't have toys mm. Yeah, Listeners I guess, right I guess in. the song suggests that they had candy shapes inside. I guess maybe it, may, maybe it had toys at one point. I think it had toys at one point and they changed it to candy maybe. Yeah. But anyway. Similar to the Kinder Surprise. In Spain, I bought a Kinder Surprise and inside there was a little a little bull, a little red bull. It was cute. Ah, a little toro. Yes. Un torito. Yes. Can you say that? Torito, yeah. Okay. There's a Dominican merengue singer called El Torito, I think. Wow. Something like that. Incredible. I met him when I interned at Telemundo. Nice. A long time ago. Was he a tiny bull? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Exciting. Aww. Anyway. That's so sweet. Um, I hope you had something red to wave and distract him. Moving on. Moving back, honestly. Um. So, yeah, it's like everybody has this like evil sort of familiar. It seems like. Uh, it, you get the feeling all these girls kill themselves and she's there trying to rescue their souls rescue these like passed on girls uh, by fighting against whatever it was that caused them to be depressed or suicidal or something and ultimately and, 
What's up, Miles? Yeah, and I guess the deal is the more... Well, we don't even know that this is the deal, because she asks, if I save a lot of people, can I save my friend? And the guy's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. But she seems committed to that idea. Yeah. Um, and well, and other girls are also doing that. Other girls are also doing it. They also seem like they might have their own shit going on. Yeah. But so does she, the main character, to a degree. Um, anyway, in this case, she ultimately defeats the gymnastics coach by taking the ribbon because um, I guess she's like not just gymnastics, but like color guard or what is it where you have a ribbon that you wave around? Rhythmic gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. Perhaps. She like takes like Will Ferrell in old school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chariots of Fire playing. Um, she takes her like ribbony thing and she ends up using that as like a weapon. It turns like bright yellow and it like cuts through um, the evil witch gymnastics coach and she kills her. And just like in the first episode, the gymnastics girl's like, thank you for saving me. I'm going to turn into dust. And yeah, she goes. It's interesting because this show, it's like. I mean, they're starting to raise the stakes a little bit, but there was certainly in the middle of episode two, I was a little like, well, I know she can't get hurt in this world, even though she is hospitalized at one point. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that's about. And I I know this is real. You can overwork yourself in the in the dream world. Yeah. So I was a little like, well, really, I'm just invested in the frame story. I mm-hmm. want to know why her friend killed herself. Mm-hmm. I want to know if she's going to get better, uh, if there's anything else going on in her life. I'm invested in all the other stories, though, because like if it's if it's not a real situation that she's in, right? If this like if this separate world that she goes to where she fights, if that's not real, are all these other characters also not real? Because it. They That's seem what like I'm good real stories, though. I still like, I, you know, even if they're not real, I still am invested in their their stories a little bit, too, because they're all the different ways that, like, um, you know, people can get fucked up in their teenage years, you know? And it's all, like... And, and even if it's not real, these are real things that happen to people. Yeah, for sure. You know? I think the frame story and whether it's good or bad is, like really important to deciding whether Mm. their treatment of these sensitive subjects is is gross or good interesting i don't i feel like it respects them all no matter what personally i don't think that it's gross i don't feel any potential for it to be gross um i i mean it depends on on where it ends up like i don't know i think there's still potential for it to be gross Mm. Mm. why though what do you think Um, I think any mention of suicide, like, it, like, contains the potential for harm. Like, I know uh-huh. that show, like, 13 Reasons Why yeah. was controversial for this reason, because it, mm. like, I, I never saw the show, so I don't know I how did. it treated it or not. I but, did. But, like, it supposedly did lead to, like increases in oh yeah it, teen suicide it, so like yeah. it, it could glamorize suicide yeah it seemed like that show especially because it. it was like all these people had to learn their lesson right all these people had to hear how they played a part it yeah. was like martyrdom the tv series it's like now everyone had to suddenly care about her it's like yeah um and yeah that's the thing too well yeah miles finish your theory though i'm, I'm interested well well like so that it in that way it could be potentially harmful but it could also just end up being like it could fall into like corny after school special territory 
if it's not handled right too. Uh, I guess so. I mean, what the the vibe that I'm getting from it is because even if these are all imagined by her, they do seem like realistic things that happen. Or I guess you could argue that maybe just in high school, you see a lot of uh, girls go by the wayside and you don't say anything about it. You know, maybe these are all women that she wishes she could have helped. Although it seems mm-hmm. like this is the most dramatic high school of all time if all these controversies and suicides are happening in no. the same place. Probably not. I think it's all around. Um, but, you know, it could be these are things that she's heard of, you know friends that have struggled with some of this stuff and she wants to save them all um but you know i think the message is that you do have to fight back you know that you do have to lean on each other that you you know you have to speak up for your friends if they're going through something hard mm-hmm. uh and that you can't just go along with the crowd because at one point we see that her, you know her friend is being like harassed or something after class in like the real memories and she's like in the locker and i think she's supposed to film the harassment but she ultimately doesn't or something. And she says to her friend, like, I'm sorry, I was just scared. And her friend's like, it's okay. Like, I know you were scared. And you can you get the vibe, like, the main character feels guilty about well, that. Well, she said um, she was scared of, uh, I forget exactly. I, she was scared of being left out or something like that. Like, she was scared of what would happen to her if she exposed the bullies. Mm, you yeah. Know? So it seems like there's, like, the message, at least with the suicide, is it's not just there to be exploitative. By that, I mean exploiting the like ooh taboo factor of using suicide to be a thrilling show um which i mean i don't know that kind of thing just leaves a bad taste in my mouth i'm not saying it's wrong or whatever but uh Wait, I, what, I, what leaves a bad taste in your mouth if it were and i don't think this show is that at all but when a show uses suicide or whatever just to be like look it's edgy and dark and it's talking about a dark mm. topic i'm like eh, i don't like that mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i'm gonna say it shouldn't be that way or other people don't enjoy it whatever um but i think this show seems to try and and give the idea of like helping each other out and speaking out and understanding uh what can give people you know a reason to do something really harmful um and i just wouldn't like as much if it turns out that it's like this gamification stuff is real she was able to save all of these girls even though they're already perhaps already dead and then she's able to save her friend it's not about saving the other girls it's only about saving her friend yeah, but she is saving them. I guess no. You don't think well, she's really saving them? She isn't. Well, because the um, at one point the the voiceover guy, the the host of this game show, is uh, the the bug, the mannequin. He says something like, "Oh, for the first one, the Kurumi, when she when she is saved and turns into dust, um, he says something like, he says something like, um, she is the um koito of." another girl basically so like Mm. um so like her friends have to actually save her by saving eggs you know so like the eggs aren't like the actual girls it's like you're kind of um fighting these emotional battles on behalf of these girls or to, to help these girls or to save these girls but it's not really them and like the way to actually save them is to it's like a pyramid scheme (laughs) it's like a pyramid scheme like all the friends have to actually save the girls okay you know so like she's working to save um koito and there's another girl somewhere who koito is an egg for her and so she saves koito as an egg but that doesn't mean that she actually saves koito the only one that can actually save her is um i because i is the one that's actually like doing her quest for koito that's how i understood it right um i don't know anyway they beat her using her 
her tools and then uh yeah the gymnast girl goes puff and then episode three she meets another rival because we see like her this friend uh rival girl um the girl with the brown skin Mm -hmm. who by the way this is the second anime in a row where i swear to god in japanese they say something like she has a nice style but they subtitle it as like body or like figure they they said that a couple of times that she has a nice figure well she says nice figure but i I didn't hear style that time so i i have to look that up and see if like it's one of those sort of fake um wase ego borrowed english terms in in japanese uh nehru is the name of that girl by the way thank you nehru yeah um She's hospitalized for something. We yeah. think it's from fighting too hard or whatever. Well, um, she she writes her a... When she's in the hospital, um, she writes her a little... Uh, I comes to visit her and, and writes to her because she gets her, her number eventually. She writes to her, it's because you got greedy. When you go... And when you go back next time, let's be friends. So it's because she got greedy that I think she got Well, because she took a lot of eggs. Oh, that's what she did? She had like a suitcase and she just filled it with Wonder Eggs. Oh, okay. I missed that. Like she really cares about whoever it is. Yeah. Her sister. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, according to this article from a no-name website called Wander Wisdom, uh, style in in Wase Ego borrowed English Japanese uh, doesn't just refer to fashion or design. It can also be used to describe someone's figure. Uh, Weird. So good style. Anyway, um, so we see in episode three, she meets uh, this like uh, idol kind of uh, like fashion girl who's like blonde named Rika. Uh, mm-hmm. And Rika has a pink streak in her hair. And yep. she's uh, she's kind of like full of herself and is like a former idol. And oh, former can- junior idol, not even a formal like full idol. She's just a former. She's a kid. And she's super uh, superficial and she's like, oh, yeah, this person's ugly. Like she's judging everybody by their looks. Like she wants to know if, every, if people yeah. are pretty or not. Something I wanted to go back to. Um, that she I, also calls I herself um, Rika Kawai. Because <laughs> her last name is Kawai and she uh, says like it's Kawai like Kawaii. Uh-huh. Like you add the extra E sound yeah. and it, it's an adjective meaning cute. Um, but in the be- in the first episode when we see that statue of her friend, I thought that was a real life statue that they put up for her friend that killed herself mm. and i was like that's a really nice thing to do but at the same time we shouldn't give statues to children yeah. who kill themselves or they're all gonna want a statue <laughs> and then as the show went on i was like okay yeah that's just a statue that in the dream when you in have like world. in the dream world a girl that you're going to save from suicide you have a you conceive a statue version of them that seems to get warmer the more girls you save like it's coming back to life i guess um we'll see if that actually happens but anyway, yeah, episode three, she meets a rival or not another, not a rival, perhaps a colleague uh, of a girl who, yeah, former idol. She seems superficial. And the girl that she's trying to save, she keeps referring to as like a fat, fatty. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's ugly and fat. And she was actually just a fan of mine. And uh, she describes something that I found very sad, mm-hmm. which was that if you're not a very popular idol, which I guess she's saying she wasn't because mm-hmm. she's just like a junior idol with not a large fan base. Mm-hmm. When you go to a handshake event, uh, which is this weird thing, sorry, in Japanese idol culture where if you're like, I want to meet this pop idol girl, you go and you line up with a bunch of other people. It's a meet and greet. That's not that's not weird. We do that here, too. I've I've met my people that I like. You just stood on a line. And you, but did you greet them? Yes. You just stood on a line and you talked to them for like two seconds. Yeah. Did you explicitly touch them? Not explicitly, but I mean, literally, did you? No, touch it's them? like it's it, you you you've. you've 
No, I haven't. These are these are normal things. It's like well, like you bring your you you might just go and say hi, but like um, usually it's like you have your record with them. You ask them to sign it for you, and you talk about something really quick. Yeah, but I, I basically just, did that for Elizabeth Warren <laughs> when I like we all stood in line after after the rally, and then I went up to her and I took a picture with her real quick. Okay, but what I, <laughs> I'm saying it's just weird that you go and the literal handshake. It's basically so fans can touch an idol. Yeah, but it's it's to to meet them and to say hi. I don't think that's weird. I want to meet nah, people that I'm a fan of. Yeah, but do you want to shake their hands so you can be like, technically, I touch them? Uh, I, maybe I'm, not not I explicitly, know. but I, I'd be more interested in just meeting them, maybe taking a picture with them. But like, also, I don't shake hands with women. All right, Mark. <laughs> because I'm sexist. Mm, okay. I'm sorry. I don't it's like it's, a book signing. It's yeah. But you don't touch the person. You just have them sign your book. But but nothing. But you also you can it's touch like the this, person. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. No. You can like if if I'm sure people <laughs> go to those events with their book and they say, "Hey, it's so nice to meet you," and they give them a handshake. Some of them do, but it's not like, "Hey, this is the event where you get to shake somebody's hand." Everybody, line up and wash your hands. Mark, it's the same as a meet and greet. It's explicitly you can, you can greet with a handshake. Americans do that actually more often than they do in Japanese in in Japan, right? Yeah, but that's the thing is that's what makes it special is that you're touching the girl's hand. You know what I mean? It's explicitly about being able to make contact with someone. And it's a little weird. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying don't do it. You're a weirdo if you've done it. I'm just like, it's weird. And that's the way I feel. Well, you're wrong. Mark, the way you feel is wrong. Yeah, well, everyone's going to have to go to the kiss on the lips. Mark, how many hands have you shaked in your life? You know, zero. I don't touch people. It's disgusting. You're all covered I in germs. I shake a lot of hands. I've sh- shaken a lot of hands. Even now with COVID-19 out there? No, no. Now we're not allowed. Now right. I virtually say hello. Yeah. That's what I do. I go out in real life and I send people emojis. I just have yeah. little paper cutouts of yellow faces that are crying. Usually I use the crying one. And usually I send the wave emoji. It's like, hello, welcome. Yeah. I like to use the thinking one a lot. Whenever someone says something remotely deep, but well, moving on. Too. Anyway, I'm talking about like when you meet somebody, you 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 use the hand wave, like hello. Well, yeah, I, I put my hand on my chin a lot, and I go wow. When you meet them, yeah, I'm like that's deep. Welcome to the Slack channel, <laughs> thinking mm, emoji. <laughs> mm. It's interesting that you would say that, and it's interesting coming from you that you would say hello to me, a stranger. So whatever, she's not a popular idol, and so when you have the handshake event, instead of having a long line. Where you, you see the same people, right? Which right. which makes sense. Yes, but that's the thing is you wouldn't think you'd let people line up again and and shake your hand a second time. Uh, but I guess you could do that, and it'd be weird to put up a sign for a non popular idol to be like one and done. But in her case, they don't do that, so it's oh, like I interpreted that as like you know you do a lot of these events and you see the same people, so you like remember them, you know who they are. I don't think that's what happened. I think they literally just. Like, because she's saying she wasn't popular. I can see your interpretation, but I thought she literally just went around and around and around. Miles, did you have a, a thought on that? Just to break the tie. On, say it again. <laughs> did, do you think that she was saying that she kept seeing the same fan, like, even at the same event? Like, she would just get online again to shake her hand more than once? No, I think she just came to everyone. because yeah. She's a super fan. Oh, okay. It might, it might be both. Like... She she might reline up again. Yeah, my well, my interpretation is that it is both that that she shakes hands multiple times at the same event, and yeah, would see her other times because 
she eventually hints at this idea this pop idol girl rika is like by the way that's also not that weird because me and my friend were that person for for a band (laughs) yeah there's this band called megan dia that's not that popular but they had a couple of meet and greets and and my me and my friend Ginny went to a couple of them and they remembered us meeting a band seeing a band multiple times is not weird i don't think that's we went to the meet and greets i think it's weird to have a culture we took pictures with them and they were like hey i remember you (laughs) yeah anyway yeah that's cool um and you know that i met the guys in dragon force twice yeah but they didn't remember you they remembered us oh they did (laughs) yeah they did okay but they didn't they the second time around they were much famouser and they did not have the time of day for us (laughs) because i think they had babes at that point uh but it's fine gotta gotta let those uh little groupie girls their albums got sillier and sillier as it went on anyway so Mm. you know it was those first two that were good those were the good ones okay (laughs) regardless sour no well it's like grapes sour grapes is it sour grapes yeah okay or sweet lemons is it sweet lemons which one is it that's that's the positive psychological deflection when uh you get something bad but you're like whatever it's okay make lemons out of lemonade so i think it's sour grapes sour grapes is when you can't reach the grapes and you're a fox and you're like this is ancient greece i don't want those grapes they're probably sour you know what i mean okay anyway um so she so this this sort of self-centered girl rika describes that this girl who was her number one fan is just some you know this is her words are that she's a debut like fatty fatso and she's just like always there and she would use all her money on her because she'd like you know uh, i don't know if she'd give her donations or what it was how she used money for her um and rika would play into that because she's like oh yeah my dad said pretty girls shouldn't have to use their own money someone else will pay for them yeah and um these girls exist in real life oh yeah but this but she finds out that because she's an idol or whatever her, her fan uh is like using her own money and shoplifting to like make more money yeah like she's not rich she thought it was like a sugar daddy situation and it's not um and uh is some of this in episode four that i'm talking about no maybe i'm leaning into no miles miles saw all of this okay um but then you realize that she does care that she does want to bring her back because she says to her she like basically snaps at her fan and says like i would never be friends with you because you're ugly and chunky and stuff. And then yeah, she finds out that her friend... She says all those mean things because she doesn't want her to keep shoplifting for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that why she says that? I didn't know that. I thought she's just an asshole. No, I think that she was she was like fine accepting her money if she was just a rich girl who was like, you know, sharing her uh. expendable income. But now that it's like, oh, she's not actually like a rich girl who like has the money and can like spare some to the idol or whatever. It's that she is actually shoplifting and she doesn't have money um you know she wants her to not do that anymore um so yeah okay i uh, did not i also think she's an asshole though she yeah she's definitely an asshole i think regardless. she definitely thought that stuff <laughs> you know i like i think yeah. she, she she thought that stuff but i think that uh, to me the reason why she was saying that was because she didn't want her to shop because otherwise like you could you could just like to i think to be more of an asshole, you could just keep taking advantage of her, you know, and keep letting her shoplift for you. But she it's didn't true. do that. She could have done that. Um, to be I thought. More I thought. Well, I thought it. she said something because she was getting too close. But whatever the case is, um, yeah. And then she finds out that the, that the girl like starved herself to death because right, she became because she too t- weight conscious because she was told she was fat by her yeah, idol, and like, so she's Arr. well. Actually, what her idol said is, "I would never be friends with somebody who's ugly and fat." So yeah. 
if you tell that to somebody who like idolizes you and want really wants to be your friend super badly um i guess she took that to be like okay well i if i if i like there there's a way there's a way out of this like if i change Maybe. myself i can become her friend i just need to be super skinny and beautiful so whatever it is if she feels guilty or what she probably should feel guilty she she, feels she guilty. wants to resurrect uh her fan uh this girl that uh starved herself to death perhaps out of affection for her mm-hmm. yeah and in episode three this is you know this is who we're dealing with this is rika the pop girl they're working on her uh is it her own specific girl that is like that she's rescuing or is it this is the double one this is the two girls yeah they each have an egg and they break them at the same time and it turns out the girls were like friends who were you talked about how they're they both ended up in the same dream that's what i was gonna say okay that the girls are like uh they're in the same fantasy because both of their eggs are girls that are friends that were worshiping this one pop idol that's not why it's because they were um they had a sleepover what uh rika and i rika comes and sleeps over his house in her bed that's that's why they're that's why they're in the same kind of they're fighting the same thing together rather than right yeah yeah but i thought it was because because at one point rika says let's break our eggs at the same time um but i know later that the mannequin is like what do you had stronger feelings they end up in Kawaii's dream exactly because her feelings are stronger exactly okay rika kawaii so they're um, sharing a single dream but it's uh it's it's rika's because her feelings are stronger and i is like how could that be possible like she doesn't even care about her friend but i think that her fe- i think it's like her feelings of guilt are way stronger and or like she maybe which would she, make sense or maybe she has like a uh she actually does have a heart and she's just kind of playing it off like yeah she's an asshole for some reason and her yeah and i mean the, the these girls have to do with an idol they worship some idol some pop star who killed Two herself girls, yeah they're they, um what are their names miko it's and mako i think yeah they kill themselves to be closer to the pop star who also killed himself who also killed herself so maybe like they're thematically related to the dream savior person right because like in eyes side mm. of things like her friend um may have been uh taken advantage of by mm. a faculty member maybe yeah and uh you know in her dream she's rescuing someone who uh was like pushed too hard by a gymnastics teacher you know yeah, but, sort of taken advantage of by but the before that it seemed like she was just bullied like kurumi was yeah. just bullied well i mean her friend was bullied too and so right, she, right. she's also bullied yeah, yeah yeah um whereas the pop star girl is not we don't we don't think she has any history of being mm-hmm. bullied. She just has a history of being a fancy asshole. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's these two pop girls that are wearing COVID masks, kind of, and they have black and green hair. Mm-hmm. And they were just regular masks before COVID, though. Not, yeah, but now they're all COVID masks. All of them. Oh, okay. Um, and they're like, they're in good spirits and they're kind of like, yeah, we killed ourselves because you, you, the pop star, killed himself or herself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they're fighting this demon that's like the form of a stalker that was stalking wait, their their favorite idol. Wait, Miles, did you see this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is episode three. Okay. The twins. I think I think the twins. The episode three ends with like uh, in the middle of that fight. So Miles didn't see the end of it, right? I think. I did not see the end of it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, it ends up that uh, yeah, the two girls are working together, but at one point, Dika gets uh the best she gets she gets bested by the demon stalker the demon is like a mature lady yeah a mature fan lady she looks kind of like a muppet 
Okay. Because, like, I think that's her, where her whole mouth opens up like she's a little, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Also, Jackie and I have watched The Muppet mm-hmm. Show recently on mm-hmm. uh, Disney+, Plus, so... Yes. Perhaps that is how I view the world now, is are you or are you not a Muppet? And she's certainly most closer. Are. <laughs> most people are Muppets, it turns out. Um. Anyway. Uh, Do they have the same opening theme? It's time to hit the lights da, 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 on The Muppet Show tonight. What about the opening theme? Of The Muppet Show. But did you start that sentence by saying the same theme? Yeah, is it the same theme? Is it, is it a new Muppet Show or is it the old Muppet Show? Oh, we're watching the one from the 70s. Oh, okay. So, yes, it is uh, the At same first, theme. I thought you were like joking that it's the same opening as this anime. And I was like, no, it's very, very different. This show is no, not. No, I, I, for some reason, thought they had redone The Muppet Show or something. They probably have. Um... They've re- redone Muppet Babies, apparently. Mm. But uh, Muppet Babies, they'll do the same for you. They'll do the same for me. Yeah, that's how it goes. They'll baby me. Muppet Babies will do the same for we'll you. We'll put you in a diaper. That's how it goes. Anyway, I have a Muppet baby. My child is actually a Muppet. Oh my god! No, he's yeah. Beaker. <laughs> Moving. On. Yeah, so they fight, and at one point, uh, Dika gets turned into uh, a pillar of salt. She gets, like, frozen and is, like, white, and she, she basically briefly loses the fight, and it, she's the same color as, like, the girls that disappear, so you wonder if Rika has lost, even though we've been told a few times that you're immortal when you're fighting on behalf of these dead girls. Uh, but uh, she later, in episode four, the way the fight is resolved is she comes back and she does help out. Um, I and they defeat the stalker demon girl which saves the twinsies and the twinsies vanish and you're like yay and uh, later I goes back to Nadu and Nadu gets out of the hospital uh, she's doing all better and she proves it by doing some gymnastics and she's like Rika's not so bad you know she's she actually is kind of nice under her personality blah 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 um some other stuff happens in the frame story. They have this weird conversation with the sexist mannequins who are like, boys and girls kill themselves for different reasons. Girls are emotionally oriented and boys are goal oriented. And uh, Nehru says, hey, you don't discriminate based on gender. And uh, the director of the anime in an interview said that there's a cut line of dialogue um, where basically the girl also says like, you can't assume anything based mm-hmm. on someone being a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. But he felt like that was too much like explanation. That was too explicatory. Mm-hmm. And that you should hmm. you should get that the characters are just sort of pushing back against yeah. the mannequin's idea that like, well, boys and girls, you know, inherently have different reasons for doing stuff. Yeah, I wrote down some, it was like, uh, where, da, 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 da. boys and girls suicides mean different, different things. Girls are emotional and guys are goal oriented. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, and girls are more influenced by what others say. And Right, okay. What what Nehru ends up saying that they cut was, when it comes to their brains, boys and girls are also the same. Mm. Um, I think they should have left that in. This kind of um becomes important because this fourth episode, like, so the main demon in the, in the fourth episode is, uh, we see this, this little... Grabby McGrabber. Yeah, we see this girl explaining to who, whom we think is a boy... Yes. Um, she's explaining her, that her past that she was um, molested by someone like every day and she eventually oh. called him out in public and people in the public came to help her and they suppressed them and we imagine they probably got punished 
but it turned out that that was the girl's father's boss. He was the exec at his dad's com- at her dad's company, so who who was groping her and stuff. So um, the exec ended up firing the dad, and the mom tells her she's like, "Why? Why did? Why did you have to say anything? Like, why couldn't you have just kept it to yourself? Like, it's a compliment that he thought you were cute." So it's like the most disgusting. So basically, thing you could possibly like, say. yeah. So blaming her for her for for you know being assaulted and telling her that she should just like suck it up and allow that to continue to happen wolf yeah um yeah so we see her kind of tell the story and the yeah she's telling the story to what we think is a boy but spoilers uh she's not a boy um and her name uh, her name is momo uh momo she goes by momo and uh and the girl who's telling her story is like can i call you momotaro which i only know as a name because of Momotaro Densetsu and Momotaro Dentetsu, which is like a Mario Party style board game. Mm-hmm. I forget what Momotaro Densetsu is. I don't remember if it's an anime or a manga or something. Probably something more important that I'm diminishing. But uh, it seems like it's a boy's name, like Taro, like Jotaro. Yeah. Sort of a- so like the girl assumes that um, that Momo is a boy, um, and Momo doesn't correct her. Um. Mm. No Momo, no boy. No, not really, right? Kind of. Bo 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 boy. Name of this episode: Bo 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 boy. Momotaro Densetsu is a role-playing video game series in Japan featuring the character Momotaro from Japanese folklore, uh, whose name translates as Peach Taro. Oh, Momo means peach. Um. Oh. So. so yeah, Taro like can literally mean boy. Oh, Mo- Momo Taro, Peach Boy. Hmm. I love Brian Wilson. Anyway, um, and in this little beginning that you're kind of like, I don't know who any of these characters are. Um, the nice thing is Momo is like, hey, none of that was your fault because she starts to cry. The girl yeah. telling her story, and she's like, none of that was your fault, which is nice. And uh, then later, yeah, like honestly, the demon that shows up, that's like saying things to her like hey let me touch you now take your shirt off it's he's a little too over the top like it it almost disrespects the subject matter by being so like hey, comically yeah. like demonic seeming it's like i don't know i liked it okay. I, I liked him being like just so fucking sexist and and he's evil nasty. it was i thought it was good because like i i feel like sometimes guy characters in anime are unironically like that <laughs> where they're just kind of sexist and perverted mm. and it's not really seen as a bad thing and i i liked it that that it uh it was like really making fun of this kind of guy yeah but he's already like, like a demon and he says like he says something about like her age he says something like yeah. you're practically an adult or whatever it's like or he's like it means i think you're cute it's just gross by the way, one thing I wrote down in the beginning before I knew that Momo was not a boy um, was uh, when the girl, I don't know what the girl's name is, the girl who was who, who was there because she got groped. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's, yeah, go ahead. Well, she says something like, why me? Like, why did he grope me? Like, I'm not even that feminine. And I wrote that down because like she does look feminine, you know, um, but she says that to Momo and like Momo. Right. Yeah, really doesn't look feminine like on purpose. Um, so I just thought I wrote that down, but now reading it back again, I'm like, oh, interesting. Like, 
you know, it's fun. Like it's just a reminder kind of like sometimes you say things in front of someone and like the way that it hits them is probably not what you expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a good touch. And I, I, I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't figure out who it is anyway. Um, yeah, so we see that that story is happening, but at the same time, we also are getting to know the character Momo, who we see is a girl, I guess. And we don't we don't learn that until later, because um, she she ends up meeting the other three. Like they're kind of becoming the core four. They're probably on the poster for the show. Yeah, which is the other like Wonder Killer Fighter Girls, which is I, our main character, Nadu, mm-hmm. uh, who's in the hospital, but is the first girl that I meets. Nika, who's the uh, fat phobic, nasty, <laughs> former pop idol idiot, and uh, this fourth you one, <laughs> Momoe. Um, well, I mean, yeah, she's a kid, you know. I mean, yeah. she's a, an asshole the way kids are, but you know. yeah. And um, they, the four of them, make up the band whose name I forget, but they're the group of people who sing the opening and closing of the show. Oh, really? The four actresses, yeah. The voice actors also sing the opening mm-hmm. and closing. Yep. Aww. It's called like I love it. Uh, what are they called? Anomonelia. That's so cute. They're Anomonelia. Yeah. This opening song is so sad. I, both of them are kind of sleepy to They're me. Sad. I was like, man, whatever. The intro is cool because it's got real photos in it of just stuff. Yes. No, like pictures of people. It's just like someone on their phone taking pictures of flowers and sunsets and stuff. But you know, I guess it kind of brings home the idea that like these are real stories. Like these are things that happen to people, not yeah. the like breasts that are shooting paint. Mm-hmm. That part is no, invented no, no, no. for that, cartoons. No, that part's real. Oh, I need to read the newspaper more often, it seems. <laughs> um, we all do, Mark. Yeah. So, Jackie, what happens with, Wait, with Momo? I just want to... Oh. oh, okay. Well, uh, just what I, I just kind of want to... want I'm just, just going to talk about Momo's gender for a second, just to like kind of close that up. Because at first, like, you know, I go through a roller coaster with Momo. Like, at first, I thought Momo was a boy. And then you find out actually Momo is not a boy. So I'm like, is Momo non-binary? Um, Momo states that um, she likes dressing and looking masculine. She thinks it suits her. Like she says that to somebody. All the girls fall in love with her, by the way. Everyone's attracted to her, even after finding out that she's a girl. Um, hmm. But at one point... Even us at home. <laughs> um, but at one point... But the kind of like the last time that she's mistaken for a boy, she kind of runs away and like you see her crying and stuff. And um, then I meets her for the first time and and she's like and, and I's like, hey, are you OK? Why are you crying? And um, Momo is like, um, what do I look like to you? Well, before she does that, um, she starts a sentence by saying Boku. Oh, yeah, that was and interesting, And then she too. pauses and says, Atashi. So those are both pretty, not completely firmly, but like one is very common with boys and one is very common with girls. So she switches from a masculine self-reference to a feminine. Yeah, from using a masculine pronoun for herself, basically, to using a, a feminine pronoun. And she's like, what do I look like to you? And um, I says, you look like a crying girl. And like she seemed like happy about that. Like she wants to be seen as a girl, but she also wants to dress masculine and eyes like you look like you're beautiful you look like a like you you look like a model like with the short hair and the long neck and stuff she's like you look like a model and so she was happy about that and then and then they all like just so that everybody knows that every all these girls are into men they're like yeah and you have no adam's apple yeah your neck is so smooth and nice oh i think adam apples are sexy 
and Momo is also like, yeah, Adam's apples are sexy. I'm like, damn it, she's not even gay. Like, <laughs> but anyway. Maybe she likes women with Adam's apple. Adam's apples are not necessarily drawn along genders, right? Like, aren't they mm. often more pronounced in men, but it, it isn't actually any kind of hard guide? Oh, I have no idea. I thought, I thought, I thought only men really had Adam's apples. I don't know. I don't really know. Who cares? Um, one thing I did like, though, in this scene was... But anyway, that's that's how... Like, by the end, you're just like, okay, we should be using she, her pronouns for Momo because it she seems, seems to want way. to be considered a girl or seen yeah. as a girl. Even though she's she's like... like She just wants to be masculine. Like, let her be masculine and, you know, not have yeah. that make any assumptions about her. Do whatever you want. Um, but I do like, though, that... The, and they... Like, when the other girls arrive... Uh, I is like, look at her neck. Doesn't she have a pretty slender neck? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, she does. And then Mika's like, what about my neck? What about me? And one Aren't of the, I beautiful? One of the girls says something like, it looks like a puppy's neck or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like soft, what? like a like a puppy. And then they all laugh at this idea. She's like, ah. She's like, what? Why like a puppy? And they all laugh. And then Mika's like, I gotta go. And they, they stop laughing. And uh, I don't know. But it seems like they're all friends now. They're all friends Yay. who think they're saving people from suicide, but but yeah, this episode maybe not. We see the fights. We see both the fights at the same time between the the girls, the two girls that are tag teaming fighting the um yeah the, the idol fight that we talked about the mature fan lady. They they finish that fight and um the uh, Momo who is um Momo versus Mo Lester. Yeah, Momo versus the molester, and he's trying to help that girl. Um, at first when I thought Momo was a boy, cause you think Momo was a boy for like most of this episode. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's interesting that the, they have the boy character and his thing with like saving a girl is also kind of related to like how men are awful. <laughs> um, but she's a boy. She's just a man. So maybe it's because she's masculine. Maybe it's maybe, maybe her story is going to be grappling with like the masculine side of her. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe it, there's a decent chance. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just like a thing that's just there for <laughs> the beginning, and you're like, okay, cool, you pulled one over on us. Now what? <laughs> um. So yeah, I would hope it comes back to some degree. Um. And we also find out. I don't know if it's well, this episode. Also, it's it, we we do also find out this episode that like it seems like the person that she's trying to save that Momo is trying to save is a, a girl that um came on to her. Touched her boob or had her touch her boob. Yeah, it's some, a girl that came girl on to her. Some girl touched some girl's boob. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Through if, clothing, we maybe don't see Momo, anything, yeah. Maybe Momo is bi. Maybe she had a thing with this girl. Or maybe she... Um, maybe she pushed her away and was um, like, don't touch my boob. And then she... Maybe she was yeah, like, ew, I'm not gay. like, Or I'm not a boy or whatever. And then the girl uh, killed we herself. We don't know. Yeah, the show does not... <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> the show, thankfully, does not stop and say like, okay, here's every single little thing that happened. Yeah. You idiot. Um, but then but, you're also it, a little confused. But, yeah, but it seems like there was some kind of like something with sexuality and like the girl that she's fighting for in this, like the you know the the main the main girl that she's fighting all these eggs for. Or yeah, we we don't we don't have a name for. we don't have a name for them. It's not like yeah. your egg goal. Yeah. Well, I guess they're I the wonder egg priority. They're probably the wonder egg priority. Holy oh. shit! Our brains. <laughs> oh my. God. Um. And uh, I don't remember what the fuck I was going to say. Damn it. Um, uh, the pervert. I don't either. Were you going to talk about the pervert? No, nah, he sucks. He gets got. 
Oh, because, well, yeah, the pervert is defeated. The pervert demon is defeated because uh, he kind of has Momo pinned down. And uh, the girl is like, she comes on to her, like, abuser. She pretends like she's like, it's okay. You can touch me again. Yeah. And she distracts him. And that allows Momo to then uh, kill him. And she, like, stabs him and, like, blood, like, squirts onto her face. It's very, it's, like, nasty, thick blood comes out. You kind of see both fights simultaneously because while she's directing, uh, uh, distracting the molester, um, the other girls, the fangirls are distracting the fan monster lady with a song by Yu Yu, who is the idol that they're all a fan of. Um so there's that as and well. They, and they say, yeah, because they're like about to stab I, like this this awful like demon stalker. And then uh, the two girls play something off Spotify and they're like, a fan wouldn't skewer another fan in front of Yu Yu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, she backs off. Uh, and that was her mistake because she then loses. Stupid Muppet demon. Also, one point in real life, we see um, like after the fights are, are over, we see um, Nehru and... Did you say this already? Nehru and cut this out if you if you said this already. Is it about Nehru being a president? Yeah. I tried to say it before, but I did not cover it. Okay. Okay. So we, yeah, we find out basically she's the president of something. And I wrote down she's True Jackson VP, which is a show on the Disney Channel or was a show on the Disney Channel starring True Jackson. Kiki Palmer, I think. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, who was a VP of like a fashion company or something. <laughs> Yeah, so Nehru's a little, she's a little president. She's a little cacho of some company. We don't know what, but hopefully they don't make uh, wonder eggs or else the plot has really thickened. Because the last wrinkle we see in the plot, right, Jackie, isn't it that like the girl, who is it? Someone's last name is the same as the teacher with the bolo tie. Momo is related somehow to um, the teacher. And the thing about the teacher that we didn't cover is that Koito, I's friend, at some point is like crying and hugging the teacher. Like crying like her face is buried in his chest, like crying in his yeah. arms. And uh, I like saw that briefly. Not I, myself, Mark. I was freaked out. I saw that and was like weirded out. And so like the thing is, if you just show that to me, I don't know. It could just be that she's like confiding in a teacher that she's yeah. being harassed or something. But based on her earlier conversation about how like oh, the other girls harass me because he gives me special attention. Yeah, it might seem And in that conversation, I is like, well, yeah, you're a transfer student. Yeah. But based mm-hmm. on, especially couched in this thing of two like, other episodes where it's like a teacher is harassing a mm-hmm. student, it's a little weird. It seems like she has a lot of shit going on. Yeah. It's like um, 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> yeah. In 13 Reasons Why, she has a lot of shit going on, which is why she has 13 people to blame for her suicide, basically. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the show, the, the episode four ends with us finding out like, oh, the new masculine uh, girl that's model-like and cool and has shit going on. She is somehow related to the teacher that is supposed to be helping I come mm-hmm. out of her shut-in-ness, but also may have molested her friend. Or something. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. Some kind of inappropriate It's a tangled web. And that is why the person who wrote this show wrote a J-drama. Mm. because they write tangled serious drama dark webs this is like a surreal surreal j drama (laughs) right well that's the thing right that's why you do animation is so you can go into these fantasy realms where people turn into titty demons and stuff with different colors because 
if you did that live action, it would, it would be pretty disturbing and expensive, more importantly, and time-consuming. But yeah, cool show. I like it. I liked it a lot. I'd like to finish it. Me too. But we have so many other shows, including some from this anime season, like The Promised Neverland, season two. Yep. Miles, where are you at with other anime? Uh, I finished Sirius the Jaeger. We know. Jaeger. Uh, it was the ending was not as good as the beginning. Okay, I'm still slowly getting through high Okay. Yeah, well, you should set serve and spike that shit to the finish. What are we watching, Mark? We're watching Promise Neverland season two. What else are we watching? We kind of froze on Madoka, but we watched a bunch more Madoka. Oh yeah, we can come back to that. We can. I watched a bunch more Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yeah, while well, I was asleep. <laughs> you were I trying like, to sleep. I was like. Oh, and yeah, I was just going, I couldn't sleep because I was, I don't know, it was just too early and there was an anime. Oh, that's what it is. It's like, I like to sleep with with noise on so that I can kind of like not think about my own thoughts, but instead think about like whatever I'm listening to. If it's like a show, I can like think about the show and then fall asleep. But because you were watching a Japanese anime and I do not speak Japanese, at all or fluently or what I, I can maybe pick out a word or two but that's it um i was just hearing like and it, it didn't it would didn't work the way that i needed it right. to where See, for I, me it's the opposite I I, I'd, I'd rather hear something i don't understand at all because then i don't but like if you watch tv and i'm trying to sleep my brain is like but what's happening in, on yeah. the tv oh my god what's going on and i can't sleep mm. whereas if you watch like a turkish tv show that would be the best because i'd be like <laughs> no fucking idea what's being said okay um unless miles they say the word for the check please yeah, if they said that, then I'd be like, I've heard Miles say that when he mm. went to Istanbul. That's right. Nice. How is the um the honey dessert there? The baklava. Yeah, how's the baklava in Istanbul? It's unbelievable. Would you say it's better than it is in America? Oh, of course. You've got to go to Istanbul if you want real baklava. Okay. <laughs> Good uh all right i think that's it for us uh miles did you like the show i forget if you really gave your final thoughts i i mean i pretty much fell in the middle like is i don't think i'm gonna keep watching i am i think they just about handled the subject in a sensitive way but i'm still nervous about where it will go we'll let you know we'll watch it and we'll tell you i mean even if it's problematic, I'll still watch the whole thing. I watched. Yeah. All, I watched all of thirteen yeah. reason, seasons. Whoop, thirteen thirteen seasons. seasons of two seasons. <laughs> two reasons why to watch the second season of Thirteen Reasons Why. I watched the first season of Thirteen Reasons Why, all of it, even though it, yeah, it was problematic. And then I started to watch season two. I don't think I finished it because it was bad. Because <laughs> you didn't need a second season of that show. You were like, wow, I need one it, reason. It to keep ended. Watching this we got shit. through all 13 reasons. We didn't need another. What are we going to do with another season? They, 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 uh, they wouldn't look good as a production if they were like, we need to have another kid kill themselves so we can write more. That wouldn't look good. <laughs> yeah. Would this, I think the second season is like a rape trial and oh, then it God. just becomes, it just becomes Degrassi. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> Degrassi. More like depressy. <laughs> good thank you pretty good uh all right everyone if you want to uh follow us on twitter you can do that by finding at jjb pod you can email us thoughts on this show uh or jojo's if you're uh if you have any inside information on the inherited soul joestar event you can email jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com 
And you can email us about the show we are going to be talking about for our next episode, uh, which is going to be A Place Further Than the Universe. Uh, Another Patreon-sponsored show. Hooray! And apparently A Place Further Than the Universe is on Netflix or VRV slash Crunchyroll. Uh, Anyway. I also think it would be good practice to mention that if you are in crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Okay. Yeah, don't write into us because uh, we'll, we might try to help you and then fuck up. So don't write into us. We'll probably do it wrong. We do most things wrong. We're clearly not experts. But no. yeah, talk to someone. There's always something out there. Somebody, some kind of service that you can talk to and you are not alone. It'll it'll get better. Whatever it is, it'll get fucking better. And I love you and take care of yourself and keep listening to us. <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> I don't know you yet, but you're probably worth it. Anyway, Have a good week. Jackie can't give you what I can give you. Are we going to fight over the the listener? (laughs) Uh, Have a good week, everyone. We'll talk to you next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.